by Faith Family Church. Be blessed. Mark chapter 14. Marko sura ya 14. From verse 27. Kufakura bili muomisambu. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been risen, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even if all are made to stumble, yet I will not be. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I said to you that today, even this night before the rooster crows thrice, you will deny me three times. But he spoke more vehemently, If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said likewise. Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came the third time and said to them, You are still sleeping and resting. It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Jesus. Yes, Redeemed mankind through great sacrifice. Great sacrifice. The salvation that we could be enjoying, the peace, and everything in him came at a very, very high cost. The people around Jesus never knew exactly what was going on. Much as they were caught up in their own way 
of understanding. They were still caught up in their own lives. They were still caught up in the flesh. The way they interpreted certain things that Jesus said was not according to what Jesus meant. They had zeal but at times their zeal was not connected to the life of Jesus. In other words, much of the time that Jesus had with the disciples, they were not so much into the heart of Jesus. They had not yet fully entered his heart. They had not grabbed the mind of Christ. As the Bible says, let this mind of Christ be in you. To a great extent, as he walked with them, they were going through a journey of transformation. Because he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus tells them, tonight, you will stumble. He says, all of you will stumble this night. And he quotes a scripture that I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And then Peter spoke. And he said, If all are made to stumble, yet I will not. If all are made to stumble, yet I will not. When, when your words are not connected to the life of Jesus, there can be no fruit. When your actions, when your commitment is not connected in the life of Jesus, your commitment will be nothing. Your words will be nothing. Because the disciples were not yet connected deep in the life of Jesus, deep in the heart of Jesus, they spoke things. Peter says, if everyone else stumbles, I will not. Why would people commit themselves? They commit themselves to other people. They commit themselves to relationships. They make vows and they walk away from them. Why? It is not an, a, a mental thing. It's a hard thing. It's, if it's not from the heart, then there will be no fruit. I believe that Peter meant what he said. He was not joking. He was serious. But he failed, he failed to understand 
what Jesus was saying. He failed to pause and say, what does he mean? What is in his heart? And Jesus says that you will deny me. And the Bible says that Peter spoke more vehemently. If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And the rest of the disciples around, they all said, yes, we will not deny you. Could there be people in our time? Could there be people seated even under this roof this morning who make commitments who say, Jesus, you are my everything. You are my number one. And they speak. They even do it vehemently. And in a minute, there is no fruit. They simply walk away. They simply do not remember. Or they might remember the commitment they made. But they get overwhelmed by the flesh. They get overwhelmed by the surrounding. And they do not bear fruit of their commitment. Everyone around, they said, we will not walk away from you. We will not deny you. We will not run away. And Jesus refused to be drawn in a long argument. He said, okay, maybe you people, you don't understand. So he goes to the next thing. And he knows that time will tell. Ladies and gentlemen, these people were speaking these things before Jesus. You get in church. You are in a service as this. The presence of God comes down. And deep, deep, deep in your heart. You make a commitment to God. You say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you mean it. But deep in your heart. You lack the power. That would cause you. To see fruit of that commitment. And there are people, unfortunately, where it becomes a cycle. It becomes a cycle that today you, you make the commitment to the Lord. The following day, no fruit. The following day, commitment. And so it's a cycle of commitment and no fruit. A cycle of, of pledging and no fruit. If it was you and you had friends, you had someone who keeps on making these commitments and vows to you but perpetually 
no fruit. What would you think? Would you trust such a person? To what extent would you go with that person? Now Jesus, Yesu. he could not throw away these people because he knew that their lives were going to change. He knew that after the cross, after he has joined man with God and he has secured that life and that the Holy Spirit would come down and that these people would be transformed. He knew that. And that's why he had all the provisions even as they acted the way they acted he knew that change was going to come the bible says that then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane and he said to his disciples sit here while I pray sit here while I pray the disciples have a life that they are walking in at this particular moment and Jesus has another level where he's operating at that moment spiritually they are not connecting. Jesus is at a different level. In terms of destiny, in terms of fulfilling purpose, they are not at the same level. And because of that, Jesus does not simply sit down with them to enjoy their company to enjoy their conversations. He does not allow them to draw him to their side. He simply wants to be on track. Ladies and gentlemen, there are times when God is purposes over your life. There are times when destiny there are times when God's will is to take place in your life. Things that he created you to be, things he created you to walk in. And so there are times when God expects you to keep on a certain journey, to keep on a certain path. Unfortunately, at times we get drawn. We can be drawn to things. We can be drawn to people around us. We can be drawn to encouragement that should come from people. Jesus, yes, the Bible says that he was deeply sorrowful. He was troubled. Troubled, deeply sorrowful. Now all this, he sees things in the spirit. He knows them. He's experiencing them. But the people close to him feel nothing. They feel nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, a time comes in your life when you switch from a general happiness, a group of people, and you switch to your next level. That 
moment comes and there is no one that can cause you to know it. If you don't know it, no one else is going to push you. Normally human beings, normally human beings, there is a tendency of wanting to Seek for comfort. Seek for help around you. Seek for affirmation. Around. There are people that have lost touch with their destiny. There are people that have lost touch with God's will for their lives. Because they've decided to stay in the natural realm. They've decided to stay in the physical realm. The will of God will always be in the spirit realm. Will always be in that supernatural realm. And it is those that can capture it, understand it, as Jesus said, he said the body is weak, but the spirit is is, is strong. And so it is those that know the moment, they know the times, they know the seasons, and they know what is required of them. And they are willing to pay the price. There are scriptures that have touched me and challenged me in these past weeks and messages that we've shared here and those messages we are not simply preaching a sermon or sharing a message it was it was God himself speaking to us Releasing a word of the hour that is connected to his purposes and also connected with destiny. Last Sunday, we read Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. We began from other verses up there. We looked at how Jeremiah was not so pleased with how God was doing things. He said, God, you are righteous. But then he says, yet let me talk with you about your judgment. I know you're righteous, but let me talk to you about your judgments. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are those happy who deal so treacherously? So Jeremiah began to complain. And so it was as though God was not faithful. And so it was as though Jeremiah wanted to assure God the way you do things at times is not fair. And then God decided to reply him. And says, if you've run with the footmen and they have worried you, then how can you contend with horses? Thank you for listening. We hope you are blessed. For more information, you can look us up on Facebook. May the Lord richly bless you.